Cynthia. Woo woo. <laughs> so, um, happy November. How yeah. fast? Um, I'm sorry, but like, it's November twentieth. What? I can't believe that this <laughs> month has passed by so fast. I know. I don't know what it was. I think I was kind of like in a dream state for the first half of November. I'm not going to lie. It like didn't exist. For the first half of the year. Yeah. (laughs) What? Yeah. How is this so? Is it really almost 2023? Yeah. These past four years, like no lie, these past four years or three, whatever, before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. It's... It's just flown by. But anyways, so what what are you drinking, Christy? Oh, I am having a... Okay, so Starbucks, I like to indulge in their holiday um, beverages every so often, but not all of them. I have my favorites. And one of the uh, holiday drinks that I've put a lot of people on is the chestnut praline latte. Oh, I tried that. Do you like it or no? <clears throat> well, excuse me. Um, I So I'm a Frappuccino kind of gal. Oh, okay. You like the cold and drinks? S- yes, cold drinks all the way. Um, in the cold version, Frappuccino, like, it was a little too sweet for me. Was Do you happen to know if the pistachio one was during the holidays or was it like... I don't know. I've never had it. I want to say oh. it's not because I kind of have memories of it being around in the summertime. Oh, okay. Well, I missed that one. Okay. This one for me, it was a little too sweet, but also I'm not much of a sweet tooth. So tell me about the hot version. Okay. It is very sweet. So mm. this is not the kind of drink that I'll have on a daily basis. It's like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's a Sunday morning. It's my little treat kind of drink. Um, so it just tastes like toasted chest, roasted chestnuts, not toasted. (laughs) Um, yeah, Uh yeah, I don't know if you've ever had chestnuts. I haven't. No, just in the song. Okay. So I also (laughs) never like grew up eating chestnuts. I will tell you that my memory of having it for the first time was when I studied abroad and I studied abroad in Italy. I was in the city of Bologna. And it gets really oh. cold, right? Like, it's not uh-huh. like snow. Like, I think there was a day where it snowed or a couple days where it snowed. But it's maybe like an inch or so. Like, it's it's a dusting. It's nothing crazy. But it gets cold, right? And for me, California, Southern California girl, that was like a pretty big deal. Big deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just walking around, there would be... Um, vendors with like their i don't know what you call it like a gr- carts. carts that's like kind of like a grill type of situation where they would roast the chestnuts and then they would serve it in a little bag for you and i remember walking with friends and deciding to buy some and just and you have to kind of peel it so like they pop kind of right so they're kind of hard when they're not roasted, but then once they get warmed up, they'll like crack open and then you kind of peel it off and then you eat the chestnut on the inside and it's soft and fluffy and warm. So something about like grabbing the chestnut and peeling it open, it would warm up your fingertips and then it's oh. like very meaty and soft. Yeah, yeah. It, it goes great if you just like 
and I don't even drink milk like that, but like having like a glass of milk with it or something like that would be amazing. What an experience. It you just, is. You took me to Bologna with you. Like <laughs> at this mo- I was just like, wow, that's so it's like the epitome of like the holidays. Like it is. Just, and it's just ha- so lovely. Yeah, and having like all the street lights kind of decorated for the holidays. Mm. It definitely sets the mood. So anytime I have chestnuts now, which is not very often, I've tried to roast them myself and failed miserably. Um <laughs> I think there's like an art to it that I haven't mastered, but even now when I've had them, it takes me back to that. And it's just, it is very cozy. It's a cozy feeling. And that's what, (laughs) yeah. And that's what this drink kind of does for me. So that's why I love it. Wow. It's like I asked someone like, what does this tattoo mean? It, it's just like the letter <laughs> A and like you have this super deep like story and I, I like that. I really appreciate that. <laughs> well, it's I'm so glad. Nice. Yeah, mine's just like a basic. <laughs> it's an iced uh, shaken oat milk brown sugar espresso. Yes. Or that's another favorite um, of mine at Starbucks. Oh, really? Like for this a is regular. The first time tasting it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's like a go-to staple. Like, okay, I need coffee. That's what I'm going to get. Oh, yeah. I I had to reduce the amount of shots um, and the sugar. I, I think I, I customized it a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very like coffee-y. Mm-hmm. It's very dark, roasted feeling, you know, with espresso and stuff. Yeah. I'm not much of a coffee drinker. Like my coworkers were asking me the other day, they're like, so what do you do for coffee? And I'm just like, I just put Folgers in water, cold water, and I just shake it. <laughs> and that's all I do. Like, I did I not know that about you. <laughs> do you not I have a co- caffeine? Do you have a coffee maker at home of any no, sort? No. How did I not know this about you? I always thought you were like a coffee drinker. I do drink coffee, but it's at the most basic of the basic form. I'm sure people who are like coffee snobs are like, gross, that's disgusting. <laughs> I will be honest with you. I But it works. I cannot do Folgers. <laughs> I think my parents did Folgers growing up, and I think that was like my introduction to coffee for sure. I know. But I'm I... insane. But my parents have moved on, and they're just like, we drink Nescafe with canela. Like, <laughs> like it's super like oh smell it and i'm just like i don't care whatever (laughs) oh my gosh well hey whatever Um, works for you but this is really this is very yummy so you know this is a treat for sure i agreed when i was in my stressful like law school moments and working i remember often swinging by starbucks to get the um brown sugar shaken espresso Mm -hmm. and i asked i would get a venti and i asked for an extra shot and the barista was like well it already comes with four and that's when i realized like oh maybe the four shots wasn't enough for me before but i kept it at four i didn't add an extra one i thought okay yeah maybe that was that was a sign to tell me i should calm down i knew people who were like oh yeah I drink four shots and sometimes five. And I'm just like, how, how is that normal for you? But hey, to each their own, they have their tolerance, right? Yeah, but it's definitely not good. Even now where I'm at in terms of my caffeine level, I 
we'll have a cup of coffee in the morning, maybe a double shot that I make myself at work with the Ness, whatever they have. I, I don't know what they have. They have a machine like at work. K-cups or something? It's not a K-cup. It's an espresso machine, uh-huh. but you can also make cappuccino and latte. And you could do a single shot or you can do a double shot. Like you fill up the the thing yourself. I don't know the terms. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like a little barista myself when I'm, <laughs> when I'm at work. Yeah. But I'll do that. I'll do one a day and that's it. I don't do anything else. Maybe if I take in more caffeine, it's in the form of like a Diet Coke for lunch or something. But nothing mm-hmm. more than that. And when I was in school, and mind you, I was in school for these past four years and while I was studying for the bar actually when I was studying for the bar I lowered my in- intake but while I was in school I would drink a cup maybe two cups a day in the morning and then I would have my diet coke or whatever form of caffeinated beverage for lunch I would take green tea like pills just because I like I don't know I like green tea, so that's also caffeinated. And maybe I would even have like a matcha or something like for dinner, like right before class, I would take it with me. Oh my gosh. How was I not like, and now I know, yeah, I was like, now I know like, oh, that's probably why I was grinding my teeth so bad and why I had to get a night guard. So yeah, it's definitely not the best. Those stressful days. Yeah. But then I made the switch over to black tea or not even just black tea, just tea in general. But black tea is my favorite. Um, and that seems really nice. Like, I like it. Like in boba? Like a mix? No, tea like or... I make it at home. I have a little oh. teapot set, a little, you know. I'll, That's so cute. I'll make myself tea and then I'll just like. With biscuits? <laughs> no biscuits. I need up no my biscuits. game on that. But mm. the tea is fun. It feels like. A hug or something. I don't know how to explain it. (laughs) You have the best descriptive words. I love it. (laughs) So do you want to tell everybody the newest update for you? Yes. Um, So this month, about 10 days ago, exactly. Oh, my God. Has it already been 10 days? Um, (laughs) I found out. That I passed the California State Bar Exam. Ah! Woo! Ah, (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it was... uh, Congratulations. Thank you. It was a long four months, like, of waiting for my results. The bar exam... Wow. For those of you who don't know, the bar exam... um, is administered at the end of July every year and also in February. I took the July bar exam and it's two days of torture. Yeah, of torture. It's another way of (laughs) saying it. Um, And then you wait four months until November, three and a half, I guess you could say, until you find out if you pass or fail. And I was getting really nervous I wasn't sure how I did. You know, I I felt like I studied the best that I could. Sure. I didn't feel like anything went horribly wrong while I was at the exam, but I also had moments where I wasn't, like, sure I did my best or if I answered the questions right, what have you, all that stuff. Um, and I passed. Like, I just couldn't believe it. Yay. 
And I found out that there were people that were actually getting the results like before the. So they tell you you're going to get your results on November 10th at 6 p.m. Right. So mm-hmm. on November 9th, they send an email and they explain this is how you check your results. So you log into your portal and then you click mm-hmm. on some stuff and then there's your results. Um, I didn't even bother logging in until november 10th at 5 55 p.m but what i heard was that other people were logging in when they got that email on november 9th and were able to somehow access their results so people were finding out way sooner and then when i logged in at 5 55 right away it said status pass and i freaked out because i was like <laughs> i was just logging in i w- it wasn't the moment i was like yeah waiting for you know like so i wasn't like mentally ready to get my results sure. <laughs> like i i had um you know my boyfriend with me and he wasn't uh-huh. in the room at the time because it wasn't six o'clock yet so i was just like wait this isn't what's supposed to happen <laughs> And I also didn't believe it. So I looked at it. There's like a link that you click and there's a letter attached to it. And I opened the letter. I downloaded it because for some reason I thought it wasn't real. And I thought, well, if I download it, it's got to be real. Like I have proof now. (laughs) But I didn't. I waited five more minutes before I reacted because I was just like in a state of shock. you work so hard you're in disbelief you're like no way i mean i get it i believe it, but like really like for yeah. real, you i get it i totally get it so i logged oh. out and then i logged back in at six o'clock and it still said status pass so then i oh. <laughs> then i just like jumped up and said i passed of yeah of course yeah yeah so um yeah i pass it's been great wow JD Esquire. Yes. What is the order of that? So I am, uh, I have my JD. um, Sure. Mm -hmm. But I have passed the bar exam, which means that I've met all the requirements to be able to practice law in the state of California. So I will need to take an oath before I can officially practice. And I will be taking that oath in the beginning of December. Oh, wow. And so officially, once I do that, then I can add Esquire to my name. Oh, my gosh. Yes. That is so exciting. I know. <laughs> it's so official. I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations again. Thank you. It's just a huge <clears throat> weight. So I was holding on to all these books, but I am going Sell to get them. rid of them. Get now. rid of them. Yes. Burn them. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Well, um, I was going to say, what else is new on the screen? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what is our segue? Um, um, so I will say that the anxiety of waiting for these results has made me want to, like, just disconnect from everything in reality and just like veg out and so i have watched so much television it's not even funny (laughs) it's gotten to the point where now i'm like i don't even know what to watch anymore but i am currently watching game of thrones 10 years later 
Oh, like yeah like it's over the game of thrones yeah like it's thrones oh okay. i never watched it when it was on the air i was never part of that like fan base um i can relate because i've tried watching it three times uh when it was popular and going um and i failed i would fall asleep every time yeah and i think i same right like i tried watching it a few times i think We're i probably the minority of like yeah people. and like i like sci-fi and stuff but i'm just not like obsessed with it like some people are and i think what it is for me is i need someone to watch it with me because i know i'm going to inevitably get confused or maybe like bored maybe because those there'll be like moments where i kind of are kind of like i don't know what's happening and i'll just disengage but when i watch it in company who's like really into it then i can follow along I mean, it, it really encourages you to, like, live the moment together mm-hmm. and to talk about it after. Um, and I feel like Game of Thrones, I mean, it's in addition for it, like, to be, like, sci-fi. It's, I'm not sure if it, it's just, like, too old. Like, the like yeah. historic, like, it's just that time period that yeah. just I'm not really interested in, mm-hmm. like, kings and queens. It, you know, it's just too beyond like my interest it's yeah not, like yeah and is that sci-fi i don't even know if that's what that is <clears throat> well i mean i guess it is sci-fi right because there is um there they do include dragons right mm-hmm. yeah it's like fantasy so, like, and fantasy it's like a historical fiction yeah. but like it's not even fantasy historical fiction. because it's fantasy sure it's yeah yeah so sci-fi <laughs> fantasy fiction yeah i don't know but uh I don't know. I was just never really yeah. part of it. And people were like so upset when it ended or something. Yeah. I have no clue what was going on. I was just like, oh, it ended. Just, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've been other, I've, I've been into just other things like, like reality shows uh, are definitely like, give me all the drama. Yes. It's not my drama. Like, I just want to, I want to watch it. I love it. Even if it's like so silly drama, like it's not even really drama, but like the way yeah. they make it seem on television, it's like, oh my God, that's awkward or just awkward yeah. moments. People yeah. just not knowing. It's so e- it's so entertaining being someone like a spectator and like mm-hmm. knowing like this person doesn't know what's going on or like they just don't see how they're <laughs> acting. Right. Because. <laughs> we see everything right? yeah as the audience we're able to see what cheryl was doing behind christy's back or right I don't know. yeah not christy uh let's use another name <laughs> <laughs> who's uh, cheryl Sharon. yeah <laughs> uh, but like i i just find i mean i started watching talk shows oh i was like eight yeah eight nine years old when my parents were home i was watching maury sally jesse Raphael. Raphael. her glasses are great now that you mention it i'm just remembering those red frames yeah ricky lake did you ever watch ricky Ricky lake Lake. there was Um, another one she was a blonde woman i want to jenny jones jenny jones there you go yeah so i mean i've been watching reality since a small child and then i also watched telenovelas right yeah and so when they came up with um reality shows 
whether it be the Kardashians um, or like those uh, real estate shows. The real world those, when we were like growing up. The real world. Yeah, road rules. Hold on, quick. Um, on the count of three, tell me what your favorite real world was. Oh, One, shoot. two, three. Hawaii? Oh, yeah, that was a good one. That was yeah, a good one with Ruthie. Yours? You know, I met Ruthie, Ruthie. before. Shut <laughs> yes. Up. Well, she was. She was. I was at a bar in North Hollywood. This was many years ago, and uh-huh. she was there. And I took a picture of her and my friend who I was with at the time. And she was like giving her a kiss on the cheek. But I don't even really remember like talking to her or anything. But yeah, we saw her. Yeah. She's so tiny. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I remember. Yeah. Those episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, mine was, what uh, was yours? mine was uh New Orleans. New Orleans? Yeah. Yeah. There was just a lot of like there was so much. It was weird. Like, it was super blurry. It, I felt like I was there. Yeah. Like, I, it was just drunken nights always, right? Yeah. So, most recently I've been like binging. I mean, I've seen the other seasons love is blind yes tell me your thoughts i love that show i've been obsessed yes uh, oh my gosh like yes. every season i've been very into it me too me too and then i feel that like the drama from season two still kind of trickle trickled mm-hmm. on um up until now and then now there's just so much drama with a lot of the couples on on the season three. Oh my god yes um, and, and I'll be fair, like, I think that with every season, I'm always thrown off. And I know it's only been three, but I think each time I've been thrown off with how quickly the sh- the season moves. Um, yeah. Because you have, like, just a couple episodes in the beginning where they're getting to know each other in these pods. And then they're, like, falling in love and, and getting engaged. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like, wh- like, in that time frame, I think it's only, like, two weeks so they're only in the pods talking to each other for two weeks. Yeah. And they're not only just talking to each other. Like, there's a lot of people involved here. So it's just, like, really weird as an outsider to yeah. see, like, that. And these people, yeah. Yeah. And it, it's it's too it's fast. It's too fast. It's crazy fast. And I think the first season, there were moments where, as crazy and weird as it sounds, it felt genuine. Um and I think there were some moments that felt like that in season two, but I will say that season three felt the least genuine out of the three. And of yeah. all the cast members on there, I don't think I was drawn to any of them this season, unfortunately, in a way where, like, mm. I cared. <laughs> like, I just didn't care yeah. enough about any of them. I obsessed a little bit on the most popular and more most controversial couple i um am on that wagon i loved zenob and cole okay when they were when they yeah. were in the pods <laughs> i think when they were in the pods i was just like what it what a different couple. yeah like what a an, like not odd but it was just like what opposites yeah. it just seemed like opposites were attracting and I was loving it and everybody was loving yeah. it like and then you know we saw what happens yes. right 
And I have a lot of opinions about that couple, too. And I'm not sure if we're on the same page or not. But I (laughs) spent a lot of time uh, tweeting about this. And, like, (laughs) I, I have a lot of opinions. And I think, mind you... Uh, no, I think we I think we need to kind of dive into the roller coaster of what is Cole and Zeneb a little bit just to Let's kind of understand. All right, so Love is Blind, third okay. season. Season Ooh. three. Um, I loved... Uh, okay, so I was kind of catching on to like these people and who they were. My favorite was Cole and Zeneb. Because they were just very unexpected and uh, like to just to be honest, I felt like Cole was this very like cutesy like surfer kid that they just reminded me of like the the class clown of like my high school that I went to. Like just like the the very charming, well liked by everybody, easygoing kind of guy. Um, and Zenob, okay. I just felt she was just super cute and like very clean, uh, preppy. And um, in some ways, I felt like there was such a good match because they had those like foundational mm-hmm. like values. Um, and so then I was okay. like, all right, we'll see how this goes. And I just thought like they're going to make like the most adorable couple and like the cutest little babies and everything, right? As everybody thought in the beginning, as she thought, as he thought in the beginning. Right. But then as episodes started going, as things started to happen, it it was right. very disappointing to see certain things. And I know a lot of people, a lot of people okay. are on team Cole. Oh, poor Cole. She twisted okay. everything around. You know, what a X, Y, Z. No. Hold on. I have to interrupt you. Are you speaking in terms of where you stand current day or are you talking about like as the season was going? No, current day. After the reunion and all. Okay. People have been hating on Zenob for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And I am 100% team Zenob after everything that happened, after all the things that were presented. I don't know how people could continue to believe and like and, you know, with Cole. Like, no offense. He's a nice guy, like Zinnab says, but, like, no. Like, it's... So, I'm actually one of those people. I cannot stand (gasps) Zinnab present day. I cannot stand her. I think that... As the show was going, I know, as the show was going, um, I, okay. I, I'll i say this. I didn't care about Cole and Zena while they were in the pods, like, even when they got engaged. Like, I felt indifferent about mm-hmm. their relationship. I, I didn't. There were a lot of people on Twitter that were like, oh, my God, he's so annoying. I didn't think he was that annoying. I didn't think he was, like, I mean, I could see why people thought he was annoying, I guess. Um and I didn't really have an opinion about her either. Like, people really loved her. I was indifferent about her. Um, after the pods, there were a lot of things that happened. And I thought Cole was just, like, really mm-hmm. stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, he was immature. He made, like he did the whole comment about um, Colleen being a 10 and Zenit being a 9. And him not realizing how that could be mm-hmm. hurtful. Um, but along the way, 
as much as that was stupid on Cole's part, along the way, Zenob's insecurity was so loud to me. And it was just like mm. it bothered mm. me because the way she carried conversations with Cole, the way she troubleshooted a lot of these problems with him were it was apparent that she did she didn't have self-esteem she had low self-esteem and that she was insecure about a lot of things and so she just didn't handle Mm -hmm. it the best way Mm -hmm, in my mm -hmm. opinion and then at the wedding when she (laughs) decided to just kind of Uh rip him a new Uh one at the altar that did not sit Mm. well with me at all because she should have in my opinion she should have troubleshooted these problems in real time. I don't think that she actually had the intention of making it work with him because if she had, she would have addressed all those problems that she had with him while they were together. But instead, she said, how could you think I don't want to be with you? I want to be with you 1000% with a serious face that you could obviously tell she didn't want to be. She was so cold. Like you could tell like it wasn't the emotion wasn't there, but her words were saying it. And it was like, what is happening here? She just didn't seem like she was actually trying to give it a fair shot. (laughs) I I love that we are... (laughs) having different perspectives. I think this is great. I think so Zenob, I feel I feel like they were just a toxic match. They didn't work out. They they just were not right. meant in the right. end. They both realized it. I feel like Cole took a little longer for him to realize it because he was very emotional even during the reunion. And she's like, I'm over this. Like I've been forgiven you. I've been done that or you know, years ago. And yeah. Sure, you know, old conversations can bring up old, like, what is it? Um, open up healed wounds. Uh, and I'm sure they're even to this day, they're still kind of going through stuff because everybody still talks about it. We're talking about it, and this was a year ago. Um, right. I feel that Zenob, I felt, was committed. She thought she found her person that was going to fill her void because, you know, she doesn't have her parents. She was raised by her mom but who adopted her at a, a young mm-hmm. age um because both her parents passed and i feel i feel for her um in the mental health aspect that she had so much more to heal from as a, her own person mm-hmm. that she wasn't able to fully um process the trauma she was like going through with cole uh because he was right. saying these things that were just such an immature 25, 26 year old would say. And like, right. there's no excuse to it. He should just think through. And even in the reunion, he's like, I can't believe I said mm-hmm. that and could hurt someone. So he recognized that. And I do right. you know, appreciate that. Yeah. But I felt that, yes, Zenob didn't handle it well. And I felt like she held on to certain things and she couldn't, right. she couldn't, she was dwelling. She just couldn't get over things and and it's like when you have when you show like maturity and healing you move past it but she obviously was always just stuck on things and she was never gonna get over it um and that was just very toxic and unhealthy um but the but I felt that her being like so stoic and like 
emotionally unavailable has to do to like uh, with like her deeper wounds that she has as like childhood traumas mm-hmm. um and like cole seems like he just grew up in such a happy environment right he's just like hey like what did i do wrong i just told you you're ugly like can't you just get over it it's a joke and she can't right like it's it, it was just yeah. so much more so i feel for her you know he seems like a nice person yes she might have like twisted things a little bit too much she might have been dramatic and just ran with it because it was like the opportunity she had mm-hmm. i don't know i mean i'm, I'm stuck in but i'm still team zenob though because i just have sympathy like she just you know she just needs healing she just need like we all do yeah um yeah well i mean i agree i agree that i 1000 percent agree she needs a lot of healing and that you're basically proving my point in the sense that she she is not ready for a relationship because she has she's the one that has to she do does, the internal yeah. work to get to a point where she can handle yeah. a relationship like that. Cole has a lot yes. of growing up to do. Sure, he can also benefit from therapy, but him I think has more to do like with yeah. a just a general mm-hmm. maturity level and also probably that they're just yeah. not compatible. Yeah. I mean, right? But- Maybe he needs someone that's a little bit sillier, goofier, or something. I, mean, but, I don't know. A little bit. I mean, but there are certain things that is yeah. just kind of like, all right, I get it. You're from, like, Texas, from a very Christian, I don't know. It was just very, mm-hmm. not to judge. <laughs> but it was a little racist yeah. sometimes, too. Like, you don't look, you're a Zenob. You're not, like, a Lily. So there were just a lot of yeah. things that are just, like, ugh, cringe, like, he it's just people who who haven't yeah. been exposed to other people who look different from them that like he just hadn't been exposed mm-hmm. to anything like that and i feel like he was just right. completely oblivious like what did i do? what did i do wrong like what like and so he's like i said like yeah. he's such an easygoing charming guy that he's never i was listening to another podcast that they were just like he's never been held accountable for things and mm-hmm. i think they have a point because he was just so the, he's the guy that everybody likes and so for everybody to turn against him in the reunion mm-hmm. and everything like all the girls are like mm-hmm. how dare you like you know i i know things mm-hmm. like you you guys you know yeah um i feel like for him it was a shocker and that's why all these people who are like um team cole are like sympathizing and like de- and coming into his defense because he's just the type of guy that everybody likes and i get it like it's america's mm-hmm. potential bachelor or whatever like but you know, like mm-hmm. people like Zenob also need someone to advocate for them, right? Like, because she's gone through so much, yeah. and she she's not your typical. Yeah, well, she has gone through a lot, so I'm not trying to knock her for yes, her yes, life yes. experiences. I just think that, yeah, I, and I see your point in the sense that maybe he's not the kind of guy that's been held accountable before. So now, like, people of course yeah. are going to come for his rescue because that's just what his life is. But I'm coming more from a perspective what you of, saw in the relationship there and then. Well, I really think it's unfair to do this to a person Mm. where you're choosing to bring up your issues at a point where there's no Mm. point of return anymore. Like you're not there. You're not bringing it up for the point of fixing it. You're bringing it up because you've just been collecting them. You're saying, you know what? This is why you suck. Okay. Oh, you're going to keep hurting me. Okay. This Mm -hmm. is how you hurt me again. And I'm just going to keep putting Mm -hmm. it in my basket. I'm not going to talk to you about it. And then I'm just going to drop it 
on you in front of mm. everybody. I'm not going to give you a chance to speak or defend yourself or to fix this problem. And then I'm just going to walk away. And it's like, yeah, yeah, people don't know your triggers and people don't know how they're hurting you because there could be moments where they're not mm. being malicious and they can still hurt you. But they won't know that they're hurting you unless you give them an opportunity to be yeah, held accountable yeah. for it. So how can he take accountability for his actions if he doesn't even That's know true. what he's doing? That's very true. That's very fair. So like, I totally get that because, uh huh. sorry. And like, I hated that the other girls on the, like the other couples were like defending her like that because I felt like it was such blind defense. One-sided. Like, it was blind defense. And it was like, you're not even in that relationship, number one. The things that you know, do you yeah, even yeah. really know? Because no one really Only knows. Know. And, and like, if you're going to be mad at him, then give him a chance to make it right, at least. If, if you're saying he's such, like, a yeah, bad yeah. guy. I don't know. Like, the whole cute, the cuties thing. We can talk about that <laughs> moment if you'd like. Yes, we can. She didn't lie, technically. When she repeated the conversation at the reunion, she did say word for word yeah. kind of what happened. But the what, the implication that she was saying... I love this. <laughs> it's obviously so different than I what mean, was yeah. meant. Like, she painted a completely different picture where it's like he's like pulling the plate away. Or like in my head, based on what she had said, like, how are you going to eat this? Like, you're like kind of inferring i don't want you to eat because you're fat already or whatever and right and yeah it was just it was it was very different like the actual you know clip of that everybody was so like casual about it and that was the thing i think they just had very poor communication yeah such poor communication but do you realize that that moment that's where i you see her insecurity play out how someone with an insecurity about mm -hmm. their weight or maybe the way they look can take a comment yeah okay some people shouldn't comment on your food right it can be annoying because you don't know sure. what people's triggers are you don't know how much people are eating you don't mm -hmm. know what people are feeling like you shouldn't you shouldn't say are you going to eat that or you ate all of that no one should do that yeah. fine right even if it's innocent and if there's <laughs> nothing meant by it it's just Let's just all stop sure. commenting about food. Agreed. So I agree with that. But number two, I really do think it was innocent. He was having a conversation with her about like planning their wedding. And he kind of almost seemed like his brain, like even his glare yeah. was somewhere else. And I think he was thinking about having a really big dinner. He's like, don't spoil your appetite. Right. But it mm -hmm. came off innocent. And she reacted super defensive from the jump. He was like, are you going to eat those? Are you going to eat both of them? And she's like, well, yeah, it's one serving size. And then <laughs> she like, I don't know. She made it sound like he was trying to control how yeah. much she ate and that she only ate this all day. And who told I mean, her that to do was, that? Yeah. Herself. I mean, I feel like, I feel like the moment of like how, that one time where he was just like, oh, yeah, these girls are, you know, there's half half of them are are better looking than you. Or I don't know how he phrased it, but basically just saying that I feel like since that moment or maybe even other moments before, 
I feel like she just kind of like took a turn and was just like, okay, this is a pro, this is a con. And she was just kind of like, she was slowly building up her walls. She was getting super guarded. He thought everything was fine, but she never communicated that this is what's going on in my heart and in my head. And I am considering you not being, you know, but I'm sure they had those talks, right? Like he, they were on the plane from Malibu to Texas. And she had said, like, if you don't mm-hmm. want me, then tell me. Right. She just kept she, I feel like she just wanted this so much. But like the more and more she got to know what she really wants, I feel like it's just not a good match. Yeah, I mean, it probably wasn't a good match, but a good opportunity for them to have had that conversation was the yeah. night before when yeah. he's trying to make her dinner and she's telling him, like, I'm in it 1,000%. But she was nitpicking him the whole time. And they laughed about it at the reunion. But, like, uh, that was hard to watch, that whole thing. She was very much like the mother and he was very much like the little, little mature like, teenager son. Yeah. Dirty kid. Yes. And, like, obviously that dynamic is not sexy it's not romantic it's not what people want i'm sure it's not what he wants he doesn't want to be yelled at like a kid and i'm sure he wants her to think of him as like a man and this and that um and she doesn't want to she would probably want to be pampered so their their dynamic just wasn't gonna work but the fact that she didn't see that even when him him telling her I just want you to be nicer to me or whatever. I think those were a poor choice of words. I don't think that's what he meant. I understood what he meant, but yeah. she wasn't getting it because it wasn't right. articulated right. So he wasn't saying she wasn't a nice person. I'm sure she was I very I just want you to nice be sweet him, to me, but right? Yeah. Yeah, like make him feel like not a mm. stupid little kid and, and you treat him like a stupid little kid because in reality, that's probably yeah. how you see him yeah. and how you really yep. feel about yep. him. Yep, yep, So they were both they were, And I feel bit, like I all think. of whoever was watching, including myself, like I just was obsessed so much because I'm just like, they're such good looking people. They should belong together. Like, yeah. oh my <laughs> gosh. And it was just an unexpected couple. And I just... Yeah, it was just kind of, it kind of sucked to see that. But yeah, in reality, I was stalking Cole a little bit on Instagram and the people that he follows, Mm -hmm. I mean, they're really cute, petite little blonde girls. And so that's Mm -hmm. who I'm sure he's been dating in the past. And with Zenob, Mm -hmm. I could see it could be whoever, um, but someone who's like fiscally mature or like financially ready mm-hmm. and you know set with a career maybe already has a few gray hairs and stuff right like i just could see her mm-hmm. with someone who would take care of her and because that's what she wants yeah. that's what she needs perhaps unless she like does some healing works on herself and stuff but you know in my opinion she's she's a lot yeah she has i mean she's a very attractive woman no one's saying anything about that like and I feel bad for her family situation. She's probably going to have insecurities about that for a long time. But I I don't know. I just really think it's... I guess I just don't really like passive aggressiveness. I think it's so mean to do that to people when in reality it's like... you. It's scary. I know where it's coming from. Like Sometimes it's scary to be yeah. confrontational. But it's the kinder thing yeah. to do. And it's passive aggressiveness is so 
cruel. Like, I, a lot of people didn't feel anything at the reunion when Cole cried. I, I did felt too. for him because I can only, um, I can only imagine what it does to you psychologically to like have felt like everything mm-hmm. is okay. And then all of a sudden just hearing like all these things. And it's like, why didn't you tell mm-hmm. me this before? Mm-hmm. Right. It, it, mm-hmm. it hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels like everything mm-hmm. was a lie. It feels like you were being judged the whole time. It feels like you weren't really given any chance to really explain yourself or redeem yourself or learn or anything. It was just like, you let me be here just being okay, like doing all this and then Mm -hmm, lying to my mm -hmm. face. And then in reality, you were like hating me the whole time. It feels like it's just a lie. It's a lie. So I don't like it. And I also hated that she said that he never apologized to her when we saw it on camera. We saw him apologize to her. When, yeah, remember with the whole Colleen thing? She's, or I think that's what the conversation was about. Where she's like, I didn't get an, yeah, she's like, I didn't get an apology until two weeks later. And then he's like, I don't know why you would say that when we literally stayed up all night talking about it. And we talked Uh, nothing about that, but uh, about that. And I apologize to you all night. And we saw that. It took him uh, a while to get there. It took him a while to get to the point where he understood it. But I I remember they talked about it. Yeah. I feel like I could I could just I don't know. I have to watch the tapes again. <laughs> I feel I I mean I just I don't remember. Um, but I felt like I could just I don't know. I understand um, Zenob <laughs> because maybe I am that like yeah. crazy, psychotic, passive aggressive person. And I I'm like, oh, I get you, Zenob. Yeah. yeah. Why do they? <laughs> um, no, but like I just I don't know. Um, I in the reunion though, I I did feel for Cole. I felt like I don't know. At a certain point, I'm just like, are they gonna get back together? Like, is are they gonna like rekindle things? Oh, that's the other thing. No, I mean, that that was basically it. But I (laughs) I felt for both of them. I felt like it was just a lot of miscommunication, lack of communication, and then just him being, like, a little too silly uh, for her liking, I guess. Although that's what he said in the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like, that was, like, the first thing. He's like, I need someone to banter with, right? And they did have good banter. They were, like, you know, chit-chatting in the pods, and then it just didn't translate over when he... You know, when things started to change and, like, he started having different feelings and thoughts about Zinub. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, they slept with each other the first night on their honeymoon. She was so awkward the next morning. I think because she's used to, she's admitted that she's never had a relationship, mm-hmm. right? That she's so used to just, like, they come over yeah. and then they leave. So... I think she's used to a certain type of like sexual encounter Mm. probably. So maybe she didn't know what to do with their interactions the next morning. I don't know. She was overthinking Um, it because she kept saying, well, Cole's acting super weird. He hasn't talked to me. And I think she was just super in her head. She was overthinking everything. That's the insecurities. Yes. And that affects the way you move in the relationship, the way you end up, conversing with someone the way you end up feeling because then you might end up 
putting your guard up in ways that you're not even realizing as much as she wanted to probably make it work yeah. and be open about it. I don't think she was. I don't I think she, her guard went up super quick. And the thing that really upset me and I still don't know how to make sense of it, but it just it rubbed me the wrong way is at the reunion after he cried and after he was just like I feel horrible like I've been this horrible person to you like I didn't know right and she tells him I forgave you a long time ago I am not like all that's like I don't know what she said but she was basically saying I already forgave you and in my head I'm thinking so you got mad at him for a month about numerous things you dumped it on him at the altar and then you just processed it all on your own and then you just forgave him all on your own there where was the resolution there there's no resolution from having talked to him about it from him having apologized to you apparently because he never gave you an apology Mm -hmm. according to you um but somehow you just got over it. You just forgave him. So it's like if it was so forgivable and you were able to get to a point of understanding, <laughs> why couldn't she have addressed it to him in mm-hmm. a better way? Like, why did it have to be so embarrassing like that for him? The alter. I just thought it was trashy when her family or friends started clapping at the wedding. I thought that was cruel. I just felt like it was cruel. No, I see your point. And I I could see that it was. um, But it it is probably just something she wanted to handle on her own. She didn't feel like she could go to him or communicate to him because she never was able to. And so it was just something she Mm -hmm. needed to handle on her own. I mean, she was left. Again, I, I just feel like even with my job in nursing, I'm just like, are you sad? Are you like, I feel like everything goes back to mental health and I get it because she was left yeah. without a resolution, right? With her parents passing away. Like what was she supposed to do on her own? Mm-hmm. Right? Like nobody told her that this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe she was just, mm-hmm. she encountered this on her own again. And she's like, well, I guess I'm going to have to just deal with this relationship on my own. Cause this guy's presence isn't here you know physically for me anymore his love isn't there for me anymore i mean i'm just pondering because like who knows what well i mean that's a guard right that's her guard and it all goes back to her not being ready Mm -hmm. ready. Mm because when you're in a relationship that it's not gonna work like you're going to have to go through things with and you know what going back to season two i think i get it now why shayna was just kind of like, okay, I said yes to you, but, like, no more. I can't. I can't continue. And that was actually, now looking back, I'm just like, that was very smart of her to just end things and see the reality of it, that, you know, Mm -hmm. she was a, you know, faith-based person, and he wasn't, and they just weren't going to mix. Like, it was just Mm -hmm. not going to happen. And so the fact that um, Zenob was seeing how he just wasn't into her physically, yes, she should have just... She was, like, the older, mature person, so she should have just ended it mm-hmm. at some point. But I felt like she kept... Yes. If she, she kept knew, wanting it. Yes. Maybe maybe for, for TV whatever or reason. whatever. Yeah. But it just... It, it, wasn't, it wasn't honest with Cole. And let, forget about us as the audience, right? It wasn't honest to Cole. And the thing, just the cherry on top of it all, is that stupid apology that she posted on instagram and turned her comments off i don't know if you saw it she wrote like a little 
dear Cole, you know why I said what I said. I know you know why I felt like this and you know this and this and that. If you want to talk about Uh it, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It was all very much like you. And then she's like to the audience and every sentence started with, I'm sorry that I'm your villain. I'm sorry that you don't agree with me. I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And this is something I ended. I'm sorry. I'm using this like. No, it's really fine. annoying voice, as I say, <laughs> but it's because obviously you can tell how I read it. But I tweeted about it immediately after. I was like, I know she's not just getting passive aggressive <laughs> with the audience now. <laughs> I mean, I was like, girl, apologize to yourself and then apologize to Cole because you do not need to apologize to us for whatever like that was so passive aggressive she's obviously not sorry to the audience she was just trying to say like i get that you guys don't agree with me yeah just get over it like i don't care anymore yeah (laughs) yeah and yet again i get it i get zena because like honestly that's how i would feel i would just be like all right i don't care anymore (laughs) we got married almost yeah uh uh-huh i'm sorry yeah uh uh-huh i'm over it let's move on audience yeah like stop yeah. talking about me because yes i'm the villain i'm cruella Deville. Yeah. like you know and i get yes. i get her perspective <laughs> it's just kind of i don't know yeah she does look like the villain yes cole poor cole you know but i guess i'm yeah. just kind of more of a I- whatever get over it and move on like you're 26 yeah. you'll grow up <laughs> and we will yeah <laughs> I hope he I hope he can move on from that because I think what happens in those types of scenarios is that that becomes another trauma if he doesn't Mm -hmm. heal from that yeah right if he doesn't heal from that okay he's going to have well I mean hello why wasn't his family on board like he had just divorced someone a year and a half before so like what happened in that relationship Mm -hmm. and they never shared what like I know that Z- uh, yeah. Zena did an article with BuzzFeed and they were like, of course I asked him what happened with your ex. But like, that was that. Like, they mm-hmm. never shared what happened, who, you know, whether there was infidelity, whether there was, you know, I don't know. But um, yeah, I think he, he might, like, maybe his family was right. Maybe he was just like rushing into something new. And it was like, because what is he doing now? Oh, I'm going to start a podcast. <laughs> That's what he is. He's <laughs> is working he? on that because, like the like the housing oh, market so is slow, um, and that's what he was doing. He was a realtor. He was a flipper, and so mm-hmm. I don't know. It's he's twenty six. I was twenty six once, and I get it. And you just want to try new things and yeah. see and make it work. But sometimes it's just not going to. And he'll he'll heal. I'm sure. I have. Yeah. Yeah. They, they do. both need to heal. Oh he my will gosh, be fine. Yes. She, she, and like I just hated that they kept telling Cole he needed accountability or take accountability because I think she, she does. Also, needs she does. To take no, I do agree with that because she did. She did use her powers, and and I feel like she had the upper hand because she's a very smart cookie, and not to say that Cole mm-hmm. isn't, but she did use things against him she took tabs i'm sure she like had a journal <laughs> um and she did use yeah. her powers not for the best way um just to make her point point. and she talked up 
she talked about it with her girlfriends in a way that made her seem like a victim. She left out some parts. Cool, yeah. like a villain. And which yeah. prompted. And, uh-huh. Sorry. And I feel, yeah, like I feel like her friends, true friends will call you out on your BS. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. And they'll support you. They're not going to tell you how to live your life. But if you're kind of like going down a path that's harmful, I think a true friend will guide you kind of in yeah the yeah no and then they'll also kind of give you a level-headed view on both sides because like all right well what really mm-hmm. happened really was it really like i mean i don't know it's it's i can i can see how complicated it can get it is like your friend won't be like yeah like it's not you can't just have like like unconditional like affirmations from your friends sometimes you do need that right and but at a certain point you also need to hear the truth i just want to live on fantasy land and just like everybody team (laughs) cynthia (laughs) no and you know what she's a princess Uh, and i think that's why that's why she she is who she is because it's like she has always maybe lived in this fantasy world. She wants everything to be perfect. She has trauma she hasn't healed and mm-hmm. she just doesn't want to hear it anymore. Like, moving on. I want to look good. Yeah. I'm famous. Yeah. And thank you for calling her a princess because I was so tired of seeing all the tweets of everyone calling her a queen because I'm sorry, a queen no. does not behave like that. She is no. not a queen no. in my eyes. Sorry. No, exactly. Not sorry. No, I completely agree. Yeah, because she, I could totally see the princess behavior, how pampered she's been, even without parents, you know? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, so. And like, we could probably still talk about all the other couples because there's like at least two other couples I can think of that are worth I just of more feel that Cole and Zenob, they just deserve their own episode. Just because of how how yes, thick I agree. the mud was, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. All I'll right. Agree. Well, put your thoughts, your comments. Uh, let us know what you think about what we talked about, um, and who you want us to to you know review or talk about. What TV show? What What are you guys into? What are you guys watching? Um, please let us know in the comments. All right. Well, thank you for listening to Doing the Least with Christy and Cynthia. And stay tuned for more episodes with us soon. Thanks for listening. Thank you.